Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Catfish and Crappie podcast, people. Tonight, I'm honored and very looking forward to our guest, Adam Cook of Nautical Pride Sports Fishing, correct? Yes, sir. All right, we got links in the description if someone wants to share that stuff out during the day. During the week, oh my goodness, we got. We, thank guys for the the super chats. That's pretty overwhelming. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, let's see who we have here. Better give them a shout out. Circle Hook Productions. Thank you, uh, Creole Catfishing and Fishing with the Chat. Thank you guys. It's very much appreciated. You guys are awesome. All right. Again, sorry about that, Adam. Kind of threw me off. That's the first time I got those. Oh, um, okay, so back to the show at hand. Oh, setting hooks and crossing eyes. That's Ryan. Uh, he's a local here. He's the one that uh, pointed Adam out to me. I started watching Adam's stuff on um, um, on YouTube. He has a channel. Links are in the description. Really cool stuff. We're going to talk about that today. So I know he's here to, to check you out because he has a lot of interest in what you're doing. I appreciate that. All right, so you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, and we'll go from there. Just give us, you know, the the, the quick overview of... Who is Adam Cook? Where are you from? Things like that. Who is Adam Cook? Okay. Well, no, I'm a Virginia boy. Uh, probably more so formally known as a James River guy, as a lot of people call it. Um, I've lived here all my life. I don't think there's been uh, – there was a two-year two year period that I didn't live 15 minutes from the river, but that's a different story for a different time. Uh, majority of my life, I haven't lived more than 15 minutes from this river. Um, honestly, I didn't grow up catfishing. My dad was a Bassmaster Classic tournament guy, uh, did a lot of traveling. And originally I started out as a bass fisherman. Uh, being on the water was just something that we just always did. Uh, we were in the boat business for the first half of my life until, uh, 2008 when the market crashed and, uh, well, we kind of got out of it because nobody was buying boats. Nobody was putting gas in their boats and nobody had the money to fix their boats. So it is what it is, but being on the water and around boats um, and fishing is just something that I've always been around. And we hunted and did that kind of stuff when I was growing up as well. But being on the water was just different for me. Um, it didn't, it didn't quite do it for me, you know, sitting in a tree stand or sitting out in a field blind. Um, even when we weren't fishing, it was just always like a connection with being on the water. Uh, I got into catfishing, you know, when I was younger, you know, we do a little bit of catfishing every now and again, but it wasn't like the catfishing that I'm doing now. It was beating the banks and the old creeks behind the house, you know, little Peter creeks, chicken livers, stink baits, you name it, whatever we could concoct out of the, uh, out of the kitchen. And, yeah, I think the draw towards catfish that I've always had is, well, the size, for one. Yep. Um, you know, like I said, my background with a, being a bass fisherman and having that background, for one, it's a lot of work. Uh, anybody who's ever pitched lures for a few hours can attest to that. It's, it's you know, it has its uh, pros and cons, I guess, for everybody, but sitting back on the bank and relaxing and waiting for that rod to bend and connecting with that fish, uh, specifically the catfish has always been, I, I don't know. It's, it's just always been a fish that I've really connected with. And I guess I, about time I was 16, I actually had my first boat before I even bought my first truck. Um, and you know, that's about the time that I started going out and starting to do a little bit of fishing on my own. Um, and it just kind of evolved from there, you know, I, there wasn't really at that time, there wasn't what you call social media. Um, YouTube was very, very limited. I, I don't really remember any kind of catfish content from those days. Uh, it was pretty much just go out there and trial and error, you know, figure it out at the, at the, in the very beginning, I didn't even have a depth finder. I had an anchor rope that I tied knots in. 
And that's how I could tell how deep I was fishing. You know, I had them tied off every every 10 feet or so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, things have changed a little bit now. But they, they that, sure haven't. That's a great way of doing it. That That's being resourceful, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that that tells you that you're, you know, how much uh, dedication you had to, to, to the sport and stuff, which is pretty cool. Let me say thank you to Uncle Lou. Thank you, Uncle Lou. Thank you, Tim Molina. I appreciate it very much. Thank you, Lyle Stokes, too. Uh, give everybody a shout out. Sorry about that. Uh, so you were tying no, knots in your anchor lines to know how deep it was, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it was pretty much trial and error, man. You know, I didn't, like I said, my dad was a bass fisherman. Uh, so any resources that I had towards catfishing, it was, I had to figure it out for myself. I mean, really, it was just a trial and error game. And as I mentioned before, catfish was just one of those fish that I just always had a real special draw to. Um, and I don't really know how to describe it or what exactly is that reason why it just, it just is what it is. You know, some things click, um, moving on forward as we got a little bit older, 2017, um, I got, well, I started, started stalling after how to open a business and how to make money and how to be profitable off of doing what I love. And at the time I didn't think that I would, I really didn't think that I would ever be full time doing this. And, you know, it would be sustainable enough to carry my family and carry, you know, everything that you need and want in life. Uh, at the time, it was more so this stuff is expensive and I just want to pay for my habit almost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to be out there just as much as I want to take people fishing. Um, and it kind of just went from there. That's how it started for me as far as the business aspect. It was never when I say make money, it wasn't that I wanted to be a millionaire, but I just wanted to sustain. I wanted to pay for the habit, like I said before. And we'll fast forward a couple of years now. Previously, last year in 2020, uh, when the coronavirus hit. So let me back up just a little bit off topic. I'm a welder by trade. Okay. And um, that comes in handy being a boat owner, doesn't it? Oh, you, when you're a boat owner, you got to be a fabricator, a plumber, a mechanic, uh, sometimes a carpenter. Um, mm-hmm. You got to wear many hats when you own a boat. Uh, but, um, excuse me, I didn't lost my train of thought. I apologize. Uh, That's okay. You were, you were a welder by trade. Welder by trade. Yeah, sorry. Um, I do that Making it all happen and sustaining a living with your family and stuff, which is yeah. mind-blowing, by the way. So I definitely admire you for doing so. Yeah. So, you know, at the time, this was just a part-time gig, you know. Um, I hadn't really advertised the business. We had our endorsements, but it wasn't something that I really pushed up until about last year. And how that really came about was anybody that has any kind of welder background, um, you well not everybody but i was kind of one of those floaters you know what i mean i've done production work fabrication work pipe work you name it i've worked in a lot of different areas of the industry i guess side jobs right (laughs) yeah you know i I floated around in the industry and that was good because it gave me multiple skills but the problem with that is you don't never really get vested with a company um so when something happens uh, we'll use the coronavirus for the example. You know, it was an unexpected thing and people didn't know what cuts were going to need to be made financially. And we're starting to see those impacts a little bit more now. Um, but that being said, I was one of the first people that got got cut loose from the company that I was with. I had only been there, you know, maybe six months at that time. And uh, I got the boot. And the problem with the coronavirus was that nobody else was in HR at any of these other places. There was plenty of people looking for, for, for helpers, you know what I mean? For welders, but nobody could hire anybody. So I said, well, what the heck am I going to do now? Um, uh, the unemployment thing didn't really work out for me. Uh, that's neither here and there, you know, mm-hmm. but I have a family to sustain, you know, so I was kind of in panic mode and I said, you know, I don't know what we're going to do. And I said, well, I guess I'm going to go fishing and we're just going to advertise and we're really going to push this thing and we'll do it as long as we can, really. And over the last year, from what we were doing to now, I mean, it's 
it's not just a dream now that this could be something that I could do one day and sustain. It's it's become a reality and it's it's really humbling and I really appreciate everybody that's supported. Anybody that's watching this chat that's ever shared any of our stuff, I appreciate y'all. I mean, you don't know how much that stuff means to me and getting that stuff out there to people because I it's 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 an, I just can't even believe it to be honest with you. So that's kind of where we're at now, a little bit of my background and you know where I'm coming from. Very cool. I want to say thank you again to Circle Hooks Produ uh, excuse me, Circle Hook Productions. Stan, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Always a big supporter. Um, yeah, it's a big task. I had, went through some of the same things you did in 2008, and we went through and started our own business. So I can definitely relate with some of that. It's a it's a big undertaking, and it's it's a pretty astonishing feat to to recreate yourself and and be successful at it. Yeah, you know. So uh, when did you officially open your doors in 2020 with the, when you went pro or you, you started guiding professionally then? So professionally back in 2017 is when, this journey, and when this journey initially started as far as an actual legitimate business um, with endorsements, you know, insurance, X, Y, Z. Um, it just wasn't at that point it just wasn't the right time to jump into it and try to make it a lifestyle. I mean, obviously we were still fishing, uh, but you know, with my jobs, you know, it was, I was a weekend guy. I was a part-timer, you know, and when I got trips, I got trips and it was just extra money in the sock. Um, but it, you know, it became more of a, um, I mean, I pretty much just got thrown into the fire when the coronavirus happened. You know, I had to make something happen. And uh, that was the avenue that we took. Um, but, you know, overall, so last year was the fish first official year of going full time. Very cool. Very cool. And how's the ride been since then? I mean, I've seen some of your Instagram pictures and your videos and stuff. Yeah, I know you get on those fish pretty good. Um, are, are you finding it as rewarding as it looks? I'll say this. And I mean, I knew this from the get go, you know, people say, well, there's more to it than what meets the eye. And I mean, I knew that all along because, you know, the business aspect and actually being a fisherman is they're very closely related, but there is a distinct line there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a lot more to it than a lot of people think. And I'm not complaining whatsoever. You know, in my opinion, I got the greatest job in the world and I do what I love. I truly do. Even on the bad days, even when I have people on the boat that uh, are a little hard to deal with, um, even when the fish are being a little hard to deal with, at the end of the day, you're still out there amongst all that and, and mm -hmm. taking it in. And <laughs> You know, it's changed my perspectives on a lot of things, uh, but it, it's all been for the better. And I mean, it, it's it's been a blast of a ride. I mean, I really, I truly, I never thought that catfishing, you know, we do a lot of saltwater stuff as well. And I know a lot of people don't know us formally as that, especially on social media. You know, I was thinking that would be a little bit more sustainable. I didn't really think that the catfishing aspect would really I mean, you think about it, you're like, how many people are actually going to pay somebody to go catfishing? But well, uh, <laughs> big catfishing is where you got it. So, it, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it, it definitely helps being out there in a, in a, a trophy fishery that we got. Absolutely. That James River is quite the fishery, man. That's on my bucket list of fish. So maybe I'll come out and visit you one of these times and hey. fish with Stan and a bunch of people that are out there in the chat. There hey, Muskrat, go. thank you very much for the uh, donation. I appreciate it. And thank you for the kind words, buddy. Um, very cool. Yeah, we're a uh, business owner, so I can definitely relate. Now, anybody in there that 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 works for yourself for a living, it's it's quite the task. So, uh, mega kudos for you, not only of doing it, but doing it with something you love. So, uh, and one thing that it came to mind while you were talking is fishing with strangers. That can't always be easy. I don't like fishing with my friends sometimes, to be honest with you. <laughs> I can imagine fishing with people you don't know. Uh, do, do you got any stories about that? What's kind of the craziest thing that ever happened without mentioning any names? Uh, or has it been all right? It's, you know, to be honest with you, man, 
98.9% of the people that I take catfishing are uh, some of the coolest people that I've ever met in my life. I mean, you get people, <laughs> it's funny sometimes how, you know, these fish draw uh, people from all at different avenues, you know, completely different backgrounds. And then, you know, you get the stereotypical, you know, Billy Bob and his overalls, you know, backwoods country boy. And then the next day I might have a high profile, you know, uh, white collar guy from, you know, SunTrust Banks, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Somebody from corporate. It's, it's crazy. And, you know, it doesn't matter what avenue um, those people come from, you know, the reaction that they have to those fish. And, you know, to some people, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, a lot of people are caught up in big fish, but a big fish is only as big as you're going to make it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You would be surprised how many people a 10 pound fish is a big fish. A 15 oh, I, pound I know. fish is a big fish. A mm -hmm. 25 pound fish is a huge fish for some people. And, uh, you know, at first for me, it, it was all about the big fish, big fish, big fish, big fish. But then I had to kind of take it back a little bit and realize that, you know, a 30 pound fish, a 25 pound fish is going to make a lot of people happy. It's not always about a 60 pound fish. And once you kind of get that pressure off of yourself, it makes your life and your job so much easier. And nine times out of 10, you're going to fish better uh -huh. and you're going to produce better results when you take that kind of you know, astigmatism on yourself, you know, people think, well, he's on the James river, you know, they expect that, but I don't care where you live. Uh, it, it's just, it's not, you're not going to do that every single time. And, uh, I mean, to be completely honest with you, a 20, 30 pound fish usually fights more than a 50 pound fish. I, I'm, I'm a big believer in that, man. I think a 30 pound, 35 pound flathead is like the gladiator of the water, man. That's yeah. like the, the, the perfect size. They're like the, the high school kid playing football, right? Yeah, exactly. They exactly. don't give up. You they know, don't I mean, occasionally up. you'll get that big fish that'll take a big run. Mm -hmm. But most of the big fish, I'm going to say 99.9% .9 of the big fish that I catch outside of when I'm pulling like planers, uh, they're going to come right to the boat. And that fight is going to happen right there at the boat. It's going to be up close and personal, and it's going to be over pretty quick. That 20, 30 pounder, he's going to fight you every bit of the way, mm -hmm. 50, 50, 60 feet from the boat. Pardon my expression, but sometimes I think they're kind of young and dumb, and the older ones they kind of know that we're gonna we're gonna yeah. save some energy up until yeah. until we actually have to spend it. So that's yeah. what my thought is on that. Exactly. And and I want to bring this up too to everybody that's in chat too. You know, uh, take that outlook as well in your personal fishing. I know a lot of people are out there fishing to get those big fish pictures or those numbers on social media. Don't let that take it away from you in your personal life as well. No, so you'll be a happier person for it. So, Hey, everyone. Sorry about the interruption, but I need a few seconds of your time. As individual content creators, we can use all the support we can get. Your support is used for better equipment, a further reach, and everything else needed to create this podcast. Your support makes for a better audio experience, helps to grow the show, and get more guests. If you like the podcast, become a supporter today by using the link in the description. Thanks for your time and support. Now back to the show. You know, I, I totally agree with you on that stuff. So you you mentioned you do some saltwater fishing. Now I'm not going that far, but that explains your boat. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about what you're running. Oh well, that boat. Is, I have boat envy, by the way. So just so you know, that is a LOA. It's a 28 foot sport craft. Um, uh, it's got twin outboards on the back, two 200 horsepower Mercury's. That that is our saltwater boat. Um, Right now, it's wearing many hats, but that's just because during the wintertime here, really the only thing going on in saltwater is striper, and mm -hmm. it, well, that's another topic for another day. But the regulations on our striper here in Virginia is just, it's, it's pretty tight. So it's really not even worth your time during the winter. So it usually comes and stays back here locally uh, for the winter, and I kind of took advantage of that. Um, at the at 
the beginning, I guess it will say, you know, the end of summer, we sold our other boat. So all I had was the tournament boat and that. And the tournament boat, you know, is it's good. You know, it's two people is, you know, about all you're going to want to take on that. So I kind of had to have something uh, that could handle, you know, four or five people. You know, you don't get many trips that are five and six people, but it happens occasionally. And you want to mm-hmm. You want to be comfortable. You don't want to be elbow to elbow. Um, I'm, I'm huge. I cannot stand a mess. I can't stand stuff being in the way. I want to be able to move and get the stuff when I need to get to it. And that platform that I got on that boat is just, I, it's, I didn't think it would make a great catfish boat just because of how much it sits in the water. But I, you know, I think it's just, Part of my language, depending on how big your gahunas are and uh, what, what, what your comfort level is. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I I didn't realize the boat was that big, but every time I'd watched any of your videos or seen it on any of the pictures, I'm thinking, man, it must be nice to fish with all that room on that back deck there. That's oh got to make a dude. difference in the world. So how many people can you get on that thing? That boat, to be honest with you, could probably hold probably 10 people, 11 wow. people. If you really wanted to put all those people in there, if that's what you wanted to do. Now, I like No, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Uh, but the license only covers six. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have, you know, the extra endorsements to take out more than that. And I didn't really have any aspiration to. Um, I didn't think I would ever want to run a headboat or anything like that. But, um, but six, like I said, for a catfish trip is – I think I might have had one that's plenty. in my whole entire career. That that's more than enough. Yeah. <clears throat> Very cool. So let's get on to the catfish. And I know that uh Ryan wanted to know what kind of baits you use on the James. That was a question I saw roll back quite a while. And I uh, forgive me, Ryan, for taking so long to answer, but I'm trying to keep up with everybody here. What kind of baits you like to use for those big blues? <laughs> Y'all are gonna make me give up all the secrets tonight. Well, you don't have to. You can just say that's not a secret. You use something outside the norm or no, 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 no. I guess what, what I'm going to get into when we talk about bait is I'm a huge believer in eyeball baits, you know, throwing that eyeball out there. You know, so first off, out here in the James River, as far as forage, you know, we got gizzard shad is the primary source that we got. I mean, the abundance of those fish is it, – it's it's ridiculous. I've been a lot of different places, and the amount of gizzard shad that is in our river is probably twice, three times of what I've seen anywhere else. Um, you know, we got, you know, crappy, bluegill. Um, we don't have skipjack. So right now in the spring, we get what we call our shad run. And in my opinion, to be honest, the only thing that's different between a skipjack and a hickory shad is a skipjack is landlocked. The hickory shad are ocean dwelling and they come into the rivers and swamp. I could be totally wrong. Maybe somebody can prove me otherwise, but I've seen them both side by side, literally, and I can't tell the difference at all. Um, so we have that during the spring. Uh, you know, you got catfish are pretty much opportunistic, opportunistic species. They're going to pretty much eat whatever, but that's pretty much the general of what we have 90% of the time in the river. And then, you know, you got your perch and the warmer months that'll move up in the rivers. They'll kind of hang around after the shad run into the, you know, early fall. Then they'll move on back down the river into the ocean. And those um, are white, white perch you're talking about, right? White perch. Yes. Okay. I know a lot of people got a lot of different names for perch. I, think I, I try to keep it clear because we yeah. have people from all over the country. So yeah. White perch. Um, the biggest thing as far as baits for me and my preference is always find that oddball bait. So if you're eating Lucky Charms every single day, right, and somebody throws a filet mignon in your face or a night, I'm not a filet mignon guy, I'm a ribeye. So I say a ribeye. Somebody Amen. throws a ribeye in your face, Amen. what are you doing? You're going to destroy that ribeye. We're we'll getting rid of them Lucky Charms and we're going back to the store day after day to get ribeyes. Exactly. So <laughs> – my go-to, which is a huge contributor to my success, um, would have to be my presentation and bait selection. And 
you know, even if it takes me an extra hour to define those select baits when it matters, trust me, those two hours that you're losing, you're not really losing because you're going to make up for it big time. 90% of the time. Um, I've noticed a lot of times uh, it might be completely polar opposites for some people. They might say, oh, my gosh, it was a horrible bite, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, what were you using? You know, they say, oh, well, I was using gizzard shed. I was like, well, I was using white perch, you know. Um, so I always try to have a variety of bait if I can help it. Um, out here, you're not allowed to net game fish. So I got just about everything that you could possibly want as far as jigs and spinners and all kinds of stuff to find these extra little species. Um along the way and in different parts of the year you're gonna you're gonna run into different species like uh, like i said right now with the shad run coming in and the perch running up in the river uh, but that's probably one of my biggest probably ace in the hole honestly is just playing with those baits and putting them in areas that they aren't naturally present majority of the time because really the james river is well you got the upper James River and you got the lower James River. The lower James River is the tidal portion. Um, it's divided right there at uh, the Richmond, the fall line in Richmond. It has a natural, uh -huh. not a dam like most people around the country are used to, but it, it's a natural lock and dam. Um, and, uh, you know, those fish, they, they, when they come up in the rivers to spawn, you know, they can't make it past that, that section right there. Uh, okay. And um, what we'll do a lot of times you'll find certain areas on the river don't hold certain types of bait, you know, because we're a tidal river, we have a lot of salt present in our water. And the further you go down river, the more salt you got. So when I was talking about like the perch, for instance, up river, other than like right now when they're running up to spawn, that's for only a month period and they're going to go back down and they're going to kind of hang out closer to the saltwater line. You're going to have a very limited number of perch up river on the lower James. That being said, where it's more fresh water, those gizzard shad are landlocked in the freshwater part of the river. They're not going to really hang out down there in the saltwater part. So, a key tactic for me has always been to so say, for instance, I might start my day up river and catch gizzard shad. I might carry them down river to the saltwater areas of the river, you know, where they're not as present. And those fish will respond a lot more to those gizzard shad down river where they're not there. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. um, and then down river, you know what I mean? On my way back, I'll catch some perch. I'll run back up the river and it'll be the same same coincide right there because it's an oddball you know they're not used to getting it yeah it's i mean at the end of the day when you're talking about trophy catfish you're not talking about man-made stink baits you're talking about fresh caught you know bait um something that is naturally forged to them you know mm -hmm. uh, these big fish you know you got a lot of people that are talking about this chicken stuff now and i'm not gonna go into all that because some people can't you know some people just don't have the 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 means to go get fresh bait i i totally understand that but these big fish aren't specifically looking for chicken you know it mm -hmm. yeah it might happen but it's all about putting your best foot forward to success you know what i mean you don't want right. to it, it's not that i want to take a chance okay yeah i could take some chicken breast out there and it might happen but is that going to consistently produce the results that I need to succeed and keep people happy and win tournaments? It's not. Um, so that's just a little bit of a little bit of my take as far as bait and bait presentation, as far as what I like to use. Um, that makes all the sense in the world to me. And Betty, thank you so much, Betty. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm uh, of the same school with, with bait. I spend a, just as much time fishing for bait as I do fishing for catfish. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I really do. And, you know, it's I, I have my favorites, and a lot of times they don't match with they, they don't match with what everybody else is using at that time, but that pays off for me, and confidence has a lot to do with it. So, I mean, yeah. if, if you're out in chat, if you're hearing all of this from Adam, he, he, 
he's he's right on the money as far as I'm concerned. Hello, hello, Keith from Fishing and Stuff. What's going on, Keith? I saw Stu pop in here. What's going on, Stu? Uh, Stu from Total Angling Experience. I want to give them a shout out. There's some other good uh, uh, channels out there. Also, um, I saw um, Keith was asking uh, Betty. I mean uh, D. I apologize. Was did share out the link for Adam's channel. If you need to find it, his link is in the description. After the show, I'm actually going to go in there and add his uh, uh, social media links in there. You can find him on Facebook. You can find him on Instagram. Correct? Are you on Twitter or no? I'm not on Twitter. Not on Twitter. Okay, you're probably better off. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you at the bait. So. Uh, um, all right. So a, a lot, a lot of the people in chat like to hear what like personal bests are. L- let me ask you this, maybe a different way of asking this. How many personal bests have been caught on your boat by clients? You keep track of stuff like that? I don't. Um, okay. Take a I guess. Guys, we'll believe I you. Some guys that, you know, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this. Uh, that will, they can literally tell you that they've caught 50, 70 pound fish or they've caught, you know, 20 over 80. Or they've caught, you know, a hundred and the fifty. I I cannot. I can't do that. I really can't. Um, I can tell you how many fish over ninety I've caught, but I truthfully I cannot. And this isn't this isn't like a brag moment, but I I can't tell you how many fish under eighty we've caught. Um, and that's not me saying that I'm a great fisherman. I just live and fish a great fishery. You, you mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? And you spend a lot of time out there too, so. That helps. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yep. <laughs> now you spend enough time out there, you're allowed to find one dumb death and blind. The opportunities out there, you just got to take advantage of is what I tell a lot of the people that ask me about here. I fish the Fox River here. The fish aren't quite as big, but there's fish out there. You just got to take advantage of the fishery. Uh, Catfish Heroes brings this up, and I wanted to bring this up. I want to make sure I don't forget this. He says, nautical pride footage is second to none. Very impressive looking channel. I could not agree more. I really like how um, your overall look and the cinematography really is tied in, even with the name Nautical Pride Sports Fishing. So I really really do. Um, I tried to tie it in with the thumbnail for this video. Hopefully I did it some justice, but I kind of stole some of the colors from your channel, except for my, (laughs) except for my logo, which I need to redo the, the, the the silly. It's kind of iconic. I think it, I think it, it turned out really well. I'm working on my thumbnail game, but I, I wanted to say that, uh, your channels actually inspired me to up my game up a little bit. So, uh, uh, not that I'm coming after anybody. I just want to do a better oh, job no, for no, my no, own sake. So, no, so yeah, I thanks for bringing that up. So, so how did you come about getting that? I, that iconic, that, that kind of one off look that you're not seeing so much. Uh, as far as YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> YouTube is something that I've always, I won't say always, but well, I'll say that. Yeah, always. I, you know, I remember I grew up watching fishing shows and, you know, the mm-hmm. outdoors channel and you know, Bill Dance and all them guys. Like I said, I got a bat. I'm a, I have a bass background, mm-hmm. you know, fan fish background. And, uh, you know, I remember watching all them guys rolling and everybody else. And I, I'm not saying that I'm out there trying to copy or trying to, I'm trying to do my own thing, but a lot of my inspiration actually comes from those kind of channels. You Absolutely. Know? You know, the catfishing world of YouTube, it's great. I love where it's going, but you know, it's, it's almost kind of this, it's predictable. You know what I mean? And I guess mm-hmm. for me, a lot of times when I, I wanted to start this channel, I really wanted to start it a couple of years ago and have my own channel and everything. And I really wish that at that point, um, before the market exploded, that I, I had taken advantage of it. But at the time, you know, working a full-time job and just having a little bit of time in between the trips that I was getting and, uh, you know, my own enjoyment of fishing, it just was, it just wasn't right. Um, I wasn't consistent enough with it. Uh, like I am now, I do this for for a living now. So basically, I take one day out of the week, and I just go fish. And to be honest with you, doing the extra mile and doing all that stuff by yourself, there's cool shots and everything. After it's all said and done, in reality, there's probably only about four hours that actually get done of fishing. Uh, it, it's a lot of extra work. But, you know, when you sit back and you edit everything and it all falls into place, it makes it worth it. Yeah. I mean, it really does. It's really, 
uh, it's really, um, I guess, fulfilling, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Sit back and, you know, think that you've made that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, and I, I heck, I'll leave, I, I know some people don't. I'll even watch some of my videos sometimes. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, I'll kick back. I'll be like, oh, well, I could have done that better. Or, that was pretty good. I got to give myself a pat on the back for that one. You know, I'm going to let you in on a little secret, man. By the time I'm done editing a video, I can't stand the look of it. And I might look at it, but not for at least like a couple of weeks, if anything. It's just that repetitive trying to get all those little details out, which is one of the things I was like, man, he's got to spend a lot of time. Or does it come natural to you to edit? Oh, oh, oh. let me tell you right now, Jack. I am not tech savvy. Don't let any of that stuff that you see online with pictures and videos fool you because... That ain't me. Um, I actually got to give all the credit. And I'm really, it's crazy how people come into your life and, you know, kind of, some people help you when they come into your life and some people don't, you know. Mm -hmm. But I I ended up kind of rekindling a friendship with a guy. Um, You know, we started fishing. Now he's my tournament partner. But he actually is friends of the family with this guy that is a tech I mean, he's a tech genius, man. I mean, he flies drones for a living. Um, and I took him fishing. We all went out fishing one time, and you know, he had his little camera, and he was he was filming. He had a little Osmo, a DJI Osmo, and he was mm-hmm. shooting. He was shooting a little bit with his phone. He sent the drone up, and I'm like, you know, I we're just doing our own little thing. We wasn't really planning on shooting anything, and it got he put it all together, and I was like, that. Exactly. It blows you away, doesn't it? <laughs> that's exactly what I want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to be able to produce. That you know what I mean? That's that's my goal. You know, that's the vision that I had always had when I thought about doing YouTube, but I had no knowledge whatsoever on how to do any of that stuff. So, you know, fishing with him a couple of times, it was a nice trade-off. You know, my first couple of videos that we put out on YouTube, he actually did for me. Okay. And uh, you know, I kind of just evolved from there. You know what I mean? I couldn't mm-hmm. expect, you know, at that point I was like, you know, this is what I want. And this is, people are starting to respond to this. You know, we don't have a massive channel, but people are reacting to it. You know, this is, this is good. People yeah. need to see this stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so I kind of just evolved from there. And, you know, obviously I couldn't rely on him to put out a weekly video. I, mm-hmm. I certainly couldn't pay him at the time. Cause I'm not making, I hear you there. YouTube, you know, so I was like, well, I got to figure it out myself. And, you know, I just kind of in the beginning just kind of paid attention to what he was doing. You know, how to get those cinematic shots, you know, how to really bring out the lighting in these shots. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, I mean, you can make the camera, the perception, it can hurt you or it can help you. Help you. It, exactly. Yeah. And once you learn how to play with that camera a little bit and really work with lighting and, you know, Learn to not talk so much, probably like I'm doing tonight. Not uh, at all. You're fantastic. You're a good guess. No, um, absolutely. You know, when you can trim that stuff down and keep people engaged, you know what I mean. That's the biggest thing. And it, a lot of it was brutal honesty. You know, I I would I would make a couple of videos and I would send them in Dropbox. I'd be like, Hey man, check this out before I drop this. And he would look at it and he'd be like, No, yeah, just stop. It. Like, you need to redo this. You need to redo that fix this that that was horrible you know what i mean or yeah man that was a great job keep doing what you're doing you know and that kind of i can take constructive criticism you know some people don't handle it too well but that was probably the best thing that could have been for us as far as getting into youtube mm-hmm. and to, to doing it right or how i wanted to do it anyway i'm not saying there's a wrong way to do it but kind of where i wanted to go with youtube so i really i owe that all to him um, the ball just kind of kept rolling from there and, you know, it's good to right. have friends like that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, man. Keith, Keith from fish and stuff is asking. He says, I think I know now. Did Adam do one of catfish videos for Chris? Yeah. So we actually did the video for the catfish conference, uh, with the, the boy and his dad, uh, doing mm-hmm. a little fishing and what catfish means to them. We did that. Uh, you know, okay, so I'm going to say this. It wasn't the best video in the world, but 
We did that whole video actually. I didn't bring yeah, any other team. I was I was in that virtual catfish conference, Adam, and people were like kind of applauding in there. If you could hear them applauding, you'd have been proud. They were they were pretty happy with it. They're like, no, that's a video they were saying. So don't yeah, sell yourself yeah. short, my friend. You did a fantastic job. But like it came out good, but you know, I guess as you evolve and you mature at producing YouTube content, the more critical you are on things. And you know, there's people that are beyond me. Like, like I said, my buddy, you know, he can look at something and listen to something and he's like, no, you know, something's not working there. But, you know, to the, the average person, they don't pick up on that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it, it is, you know, it's, they're like, man, this is great. And you're like, ah, oh, I was a little bit short right there. Yeah, you I know. do the same thing. Yeah, but it was, it was, uh, you know, this yeah. is kind of off topic, but my grandmother was like, and my mom actually. My grandmother was a professional chef. My mom learned from her. And to this day, both of those ladies, well, my grandmother had passed, but it's still never good enough. And they were like coveted at cooking and stuff. You can't, couldn't yeah. tell by the look of me. And it still wasn't good enough. So uh, I can kind of relate. I'm the same way with my, with a lot of the stuff I do in my videos. So don't be so hard on yourself is what everybody tells me. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing a fantastic job uh, let's so see if we got any I was going to mention you know and I'm not trying to give up any trade secrets here and I know uh -huh. a lot of people you know spend a lot of money and we do have a fancy editor on this computer behind me but 90% uh -huh. of the videos that we shoot are on this camera that I'm talking to right now and it's edited on this camera that I'm talking to right now most of my stuff I don't even do on the computer so uh -huh. I, to me, it takes me way longer to do it on that thing over there because I got to upload this file, that file, you know, the drone file, the DJI file. You know, it's it's so much going on versus everything uploading to my phone, and I just splice everything together there. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the biggest thing that took me away from YouTube before was how much work it was to edit something. You know, I mean, it would take me two days to put a 10 minute video together i was like man i can't do this i can't do it every week i don't have the time mm -hmm. um, so. I, I i i hear you there i i still use my editing software on my computer and stuff but uh maybe i should try my phone we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens um <laughs> i use a lot of gopros and stuff so most of the stuff shot on your phone as well almost i'm gonna be honest so some of the more cinematic stuff it's very easy to see when you see it. I can't even point out a, a real instance right now off the top of my head, but we'll shoot with like the DJI, the Osmo, you know, it'll get a nice wide lens. It gives really good footage. The problem with that is when you use that, it has to be uploaded to the computer. Mm -hmm. you know, I can't upload that to the phone. So almost 99.9% .9 of the stuff you see is, is all off the phone. Uh, I shoot everything just about off my phone and the GoPros. Like I might have a chesty, but I can connect that to my phone too. So that file will go there. Right. But it isn't that big of a deal. And then I fly the drone with my phone. So those files are all there in one place. And most of the time they're in order. Mm -hmm. I found that to be the most difficult thing about getting into YouTube is that organization of putting videos together. Once you're organized, everything just falls together. You know, it's kind of put it together and clip this. Um, it's when you got everything all over the place and there's no organization that it absolutely it really a chore. A absolutely, I, I I really understood. I un I can understand that now, and that took me a long time to learn too. Not that I make anything that's you know as cinematic as I'd like it to be, but uh, that that whole confusion of having too much stuff in one area that isn't organized really makes your job a lot harder. So. Uh, Absolutely. For all the inspiring YouTubers out there, just just get organized. So, yeah, for sure. Very cool. So, all right, well, Adam, it was really nice talking to you tonight. I got somebody here that just popped in. I think they want something. Do you want to hang out and watch the mayhem for a little while, maybe? Right. Let's do it. All right. I think I got someone here. Hold on a second. Let's see who's let's see who's in 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 the green room. Jeremy, what's going on, bud? What's going on, brother? What can I do for you? What do I owe this privilege to? Well, I, I, I've been hearing, you know, pe people talk, and I, I, I've been hearing whispers about somebody uh, wanting another dose of uh, defeat. So I've been kind of, I don't know, kind of curious to see what's going on. 
Interesting. So are you uh, doing what I think you're doing? Well, uh, if I had a had a person keep uh, keep keep telling me a long time that he wants a rematch. So this is official, Mr. Ryan Bortz. If you if you want another dose, brother, you come on and get it. Where where is Ryan? Ryan, do you, uh, let me get Ryan a link. Ryan, if you're listening, if you want to come mm -hmm. in here, man, pop in. I'll send you the link, buddy. There you go. Come on in here. So, Adam, just to fill you in so you're not lost here, what I do on my channel is every now and then we get uh, anglers that want to call each other out and fish against each other live, one-on-one. -on -one. And uh, the last time, uh, uh, can you can you remind us of what happened last time, Jeremy, between he, uh, you and Ryan? He got he got humbled last time. <laughs> he found he last time he found out why they called me the bus driver. <laughs> he found out. In fact, I'm going I'm gonna I'm gonna turn my hat around just to make sure he he knows I mean business. Oh, is that new merch I see on your head too? Ah, uh, that just might be. Oh, sp there he is. What's up, friends? Mm-hmm. There <laughs> hey, he is. Up? <laughs> so you got new merch? Where can they find that stuff? Uh, it, I'm not quite ready. It's not quite available to buy yet, but extremely soon I will be announcing all that in a couple of days whenever I get all my all my ducks in a row, get everything set up, but very, very soon. So, Ryan, welcome. What's up? <laughs> Jerry's <laughs> calling you out, I believe. Well, that's, that's cool. Are you down for that? Definitely down for that. All right. When are you guys thinking about doing this? Uh, what is it like? April, April tenth, I believe. Tenth be the second Saturday in April. Yeah. So the weekend after Easter Sunday, correct? We'll do it on a Saturday. Yeah, that's great. Okay, Sounds and we'll, right. we can we can work out them rules later. Uh, five biggest fish off a of total inches. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Adam. Yeah, just doing, so you know, uh, Ryan's an accomplished kayak angler, and mm -hmm. uh, Jeremy fishes the Mississippi River in Louisiana. So uh, they're, they 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 have the opportunity to get uh, be out there later this year. There you go. Uh -huh. well, maybe maybe if you get to know Jeremy, maybe he'll show you around town over there. So you better believe you might it. have to give him a call. You mm -hmm. might have to become Definitely. start stop by here. You'll learn Jeremy's got a reputation for letting the good times roll. So. Mm -hmm. He's a good guy to be in contact with. And and Ryan's a heck of a fisherman. He's a kayak guy that never stops. I've seen him paddle for eight hours straight, dragging baits mm -hmm. nonstop. So these guys will fish pretty hard. It ought to be interesting. All right, so we're going to do on uh, April 10th. What are we going to do? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the rules later. Maybe we'll talk about them on Friday when we're on Stan year in Stanshill. What do you say? That's right. We can do that. We'll give you guys some time to get all settled. Maybe you can tell some people if they can actually get one of those fancy, what's that mm -hmm. say, Creole catfishing on there? There we go. Where they can get that or when they can get that. I'm sure they're looking forward to it. Yeah, by the time uh, by the time the Friday show comes around, I'll, I'll be ready. All right. And if anybody's still in chat that's uh, a mod can post some links, maybe post links for uh, Ryan and Jeremy's channel, and you guys can keep abreast of the smack talk there, mm -hmm. as well on Jer <laughs> Jeremy's Facebook group. I'm sure there's going to be a lot there, right? Ryan, what do you think? <laughs> there's definitely going to be some smack talk. All right. It's, there's There's been a little bit already. Just a little, just, a little bit. <laughs> Perfect. And for those and those of you out there listening to this on podcast, you'll be able to watch the action live on the Catfish and Crappie YouTube channel. Uh, check it out April 10th. What time are you guys thinking about starting? At least we can announce that now. I'll be out all day regardless. Uh, it, gets, uh, it gets daylight for me right around 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock central. So any, any time after that is fine by me. All right. So what do we want to say? 8, 8, 8 a.m.? Does that sound good? That's awesome. good. 8 a.m. Central That's Standard good. Time on the Catfish and Crappie channel. If you guys want to tune in, if you're listening to this on the podcast, go to the Catfish and Crappie YouTube channel. I'll be uh, I'll be posting them links everywhere like you guys <laughs> will uh, when we get closer to the time and we'll get some rules posted on both Creole's uh, group and my group. So, uh, all right, guys, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. It's always fun to have you guys do this. April 10th it is. We'll That's safe. right. Always a pleasure. All right, guys, thank you very much for stopping in. All right, see you, bud. All right, bye-bye.
All right, Adam, sorry about that, but those guys have been after each other for quite some time. I had to give them a little bit of time, and they wanted to announce that so they could get all the rules worked out. So, uh, all right, once again, we have the links to Adam's YouTube channel, the phone number to his guide service. Uh, you can find him at Nautical Pride Sports Fishing on Facebook. It's pretty easy to find. I will post those up in the description right after the show, as well as his Instagram, where he posts a lot of his great pictures. Um, I actually stole one of those pictures off your Facebook, but I imagine you share the photos between both, right? Yes, sir. All right, excellent. So I hope you had some fun tonight. Yeah, man, it was uh, different. I've never done this before. Uh, it was an You're experience. natural. You're mm -hmm. a natural. I had fun talking to you. Is there, you want to give any shouts out to any sponsors or family or anybody? Now's the time to do it. Oh, uh, well, um, <laughs> I appreciate everybody that helps us out. Uh, I appreciate the people first. Um, having good people in your corner, it makes all the world a difference, especially when you do what I do, especially for a living. Um, I appreciate ripping lips, fat fish designs, catfish clothing, catch the fever, slime line, big cat fever rods, uh, tackle bandit. You guys rock. I mean, you don't know how much easier and inexpensive you make my life sometimes uh i really appreciate y'all i appreciate everybody out there that has ever watched one of our videos liked it or disliked it it's still a reaction and i appreciate that too uh thank you guys i mean you really you've taken something that i didn't think would ever really amount to anything and you you made it something sustainable for me and my family and yeah, it's like a dream. It's a dream come true. I mean, who doesn't want to fish for a living? I mean, come on. Um, it is more to it, but it's a dream come true. And I'm just riding this thing as long as I can. And I appreciate everybody that has allowed me to do that because without y'all, without y'all guys, I, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be what it is right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that's truly, I mean, honestly, word of mouth is probably the biggest I mean, that's how you found my channel, you know, Absolutely. Uh, you, found me. you know, word of mouth is very powerful. It, in some cases, it's more powerful than social media. So thank it carries, you. Guys. It carries weight with it. That's the yeah. thing. That's kind of like what I tell all the musky fishermen we have here in northern Illinois. They're like, why do you fish for catfish? I go, it's like, well, flatheads, chasing flatheads, like looking for musky, only you got to put your back into it once you find them. And they kind of <laughs> understand when I tell them that way. So that's yeah. like one of my things. All right, Adam, well, thank you so much. Hold on a second. We'll talk a little bit after the show. I appreciate you being on here. I'm very grateful. Uh, I, I had a blast talking to you. And uh, I, I kind of got this from Lyle. Uh, maybe you can come back in a few months. We can talk again, see how things are going, if that would be cool. Hey, let's do it, man. Wonderful. All right, guys. Thank you so much, everybody, for the super chats. I really appreciate it. I'm actually uh, kind of threw me for a loop a little bit today. Uh, um, I'm not the most emotional guy, but uh, uh, I really appreciate it. It, it really touched me to to uh, get that uh, confirmation from you all, which is, which is awesome. So God bless everybody. Good night. Have a good one. Bye-bye. See you later.